0: Yo, how's it going, guys? Christian Loza here with How It's Done Podcast, and I have a very special guest with me today, um, Mark Arsenal of FatList. How's it going, Yo, man? What's good, man? Uh, chilling, man. So, for those watching out there that aren't familiar with you or your work, tell us a little bit about what you do.
1: Um, so I guess right now I'm I'm basically just overseeing uh, design for my brand Illis. and um, I'm also working on uh, a new co- uh, I guess a new clothing brand called um playboy white label it's under the playboy brand and i also
0: um i guess consult for a, a sneaker brand as well awesome man um so obviously today we're going to talk about like you know mark arsenal from the beginning and going leading up into like you know what you do today and stuff but yep. uh let's just start it off and let's just go way back man so the years is like 1995 Uh, You were working on a blog called uh, cafemocha.com. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and how that ultimately led to you starting Fatlays. So, yeah. So, well, Cafe Mocha was just because um,
1: I was really into creative design and people that make really cool stuff on uh, Flash. Oh, yeah. Remember Flash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they still have it because they asked me to download the Flash media player sometimes. But um, so I would just, before, there, there wasn't even video. I mean, you couldn't link video, you couldn't. Link. um You can't really, you couldn't really post images back then. Yeah, <laughs> this was like early, early. They didn't even call them blogs yet. But um I would just post links of everything that I thought that was cool. Uh, people would send me links, and then I'd get into contact with a lot of really good designers. And you know, back then I used to do a lot of flash coding, and um, and now um, I think um, that's kind of how my design thing kind of started. I mean, that's how Cafe Mocha basically started
0: yeah man and then how did that ultimately start like lead to you starting your fat lace you just kind of just jumped, jumped into it or you you just had the itch to start something like from, from blog to like well brand, yeah right?
1: so i think um this was back in 99 oh wow! right so cafe mocha started in 96
0: which is really oh exciting. so you did that for a few years yeah
1: yeah there was no there wasn't uh any kind of agenda it was just more like in 99, I, I bought the URL fatlace.com and I was tired of doing two blogs. Like, I was doing Cafe Mocha and then I was doing Fat Lace. So then I said, fuck it, I'll just put everything under one. And uh, Fat Lace became like the source of wherever I would, you know, things that I was into, like hip hop, um, break dancing, yeah. like sneakers, because I was way into sneakers. And then, um, Design, so I put all that into one, and then started the
0: started the blog. Yeah, man, right on. So, design wise, uh, your <coughs> first like real design job was working for Gap. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, a friend of mine, Nelson, he he was looking for, I guess, a designer, junior designer. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, I was just kind of you know learning. I just learned pretty much on my own. I didn't go to school for design. Oh, wow! I went to school for interior design. And, like, commercial design, like, buildings and stuff like that. But um, kind of self-taught myself, um, Photoshop, Illustrator, stuff like that. And then a friend of mine at Gap said, hey, why don't you, why don't you go on, uh, why don't you try and apply for my job? You know, like, at that time, I, I, I wanted to because I think I think at that time, my dad said, hey, man, you should get a real job. You're still doing this sticker stuff, you know? Because <laughs> I was making stickers for everyone, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like Back then, you know stickers on cars was kind of popular and yeah I, I think um, my dad was like, "Hey, you know you're already out of college why don't you why don't you uh, do something that's like you know more corporate so yeah. I, I did it, and I thought it was cool and then um I stayed for a very short time, you know like
0: you just kind of wanted
1: to feel it out yeah and feel it what out it was all about. Mm-hmm. and then I think at that time uh I got into my first advertising agency. After I left Gap, and from there I just jumped around. I was in Ogle I was at a ton of advertising agencies at that time.
0: How did how do you feel <clears throat> that that kind of you know shaped up your career and, and helped you with what how you know, how, what you're doing today? Do you feel like that helped a lot?
1: I think ad. I think the agencies definitely did. I mean, uh, I think you know. Yeah. Like yeah. When you work in advertising, you 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 start at nine or 10 or whenever you want to come in basically yeah. but then you know you're going to be there till nine or 10 or even midnight yeah you kind you of know, have
0: to like pay your dues yeah you pay fun. your dues
1: especially if you start out i wasn't um i started out as just a regular graphic designer and um we were working 12 hours 13 hour days and that's like normal right yeah absolutely like, like now people will cry like like kids <laughs> these days oh i can't work more than eight hours it's, it's against like they're just It's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. Yeah. It's too illegal. They they, they think it's um they're getting uh, tortured. Right. But, but that's just like
0: the, the, the normality the, of it. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: like that's like that's basically paying your dues, and that's what we did back then.
0: Yeah. So from from there you said that you, you know, hopped around a little bit, did the design thing, and then you ultimately like ended up like landing a job with Nike. Can you just tell us how that came about?
1: Yeah, so the the so funny thing is, is uh right before I got uh, the Nike gig, um, I was at I, my friend Nelson again. He yeah. goes, hey, man, why don't you come back to Gap? <laughs> so this was like after all these advertising agencies, um, I said, uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll go back. <laughs> and I went back as like, I think I was, I don't know what I was. I might have been a associate creative director at the okay. time. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. You know, it's like I don't have to work super long hours. They have normal schedule, like 9 to 5. Uh-huh. People turn off over there around four thirty. You know, it's like it's just not your typical
0: agency because you're working for the company. Yeah, you know, it's one brand, and that's the brand you're you, you design for. And yeah, and, yeah, and yeah.
1: you know, people they they want to have a life, so they they start and they actually end. There's At no the time, yeah. There's no extra overtime over there. I mean, there is. I mean, don't get me wrong, but um. So you did that for a little bit? No, I did that for like six months. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I I intended to stay longer because I got um, I got a pretty good offer. So um, at the same time, a friend of mine at Nike, who I used to work with in one of the agencies, well, they hired our agency um,
0: uh, to to what, do work for Nike. Yeah.
1: He he moved to Nike from EA Sports. His name's Glenn Chin. Okay. And I'm still good friends with him. Um, I mean, we talk pretty often. Not not too often, but. He was um, he was working under um, one of the VPs at, at Nike, and he said, hey, man, why don't you come over to Nike real quick, and uh, I'll take you on a tour, a campus tour. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah hell yeah. You know, you guys are going to pay for it? Yeah, right. Why not? Who wouldn't I'll, do that? Yeah, who wouldn't go? I'm like, he goes, yeah, you could check out Tiger Woods and all this. I'm like, you know, Tiger Woods was huge back in 06, right? Oh, 2006. Where are we, 2018 now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, two thousand six, and then I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll go." So I didn't know when I got to Nike that it was going to be an interview. Oh, I just thought it was um, a casual, like, "Hey,
0: come check it yeah, out." Yeah, come then you're check like, it. Oh. So I was,
1: I wasn't, you know, I was just dressed like a normal dude. I wasn't thinking of, you know, I, I was definitely wearing Nikes at the time, but yeah. <laughs> I, um, I got, I, I guess I got there, met with Glenn, yeah, and then I met with some VP. And then that VP, VP took me to another VP, and then I, I think I, that 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 day I met four vice four four VPs of Nike, and then at the same time I was like, this is kind of strange, you know, because I'm not interviewing at all. They just wanted to talk to me. Yeah. So then at the end of the day, it was like a whole day at Nike. I was like, oh, this is cool. I got to see everything. The kitchen, I got to see where everything happened, and um. At the end of the day, they go, "Hey, so what, what do you think? You wanna you wanna work here?" <laughs> I'm like, um, "I don't know. I didn't even ask my wife this. You know, yeah. I have to something. I gotta check." But yeah. it seemed like a cool opportunity, so I got home, thought about it for about a week, and then my wife didn't want to move. So then I said we were like in this weird dilemma. Yeah. But I eventually took the job. Um, I had a house up in Oregon, so I would just fly back and forth every week.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Was that did that did that take a toll on you at all? Like yeah, try, yeah, yeah, totally <laughs> traveling. I think to after, work? after
1: after about one hundred fifty flights, I was over it. Oh wow. Um. Did you? Would you? How long would you stay there at a time just for the work week? Or? Yeah. No. No. So it was weird. Like some days we would go. I'd I'd go home. I don't know. I'd fly in on Monday, um, and I'd fly out on Thursday. Okay. So and I'd probably
0: work from home on Friday or
1: something. Right? Yeah. yeah work from home on friday um but sometimes they throw me into japan i, I they throw a japan trip in the middle of that week <laughs> so you go in monday you go to japan tuesday come back on thursday and i say oh, i don't know if i want to go home but my wife's like oh you should probably come home we <laughs> yeah. had two kids at yeah the time. yeah so then um went home and you know just got kind of, kind of it was draining oh dude know? i bet i bet yeah that i was felt just like, like i lived on the plane wow i mean we i've I think I took almost 400 flights wow. and, and, and I think at that time I was like, anything can happen on an airplane. Oh, right? yeah. like we were, we were like, there was some weird shit. Like we would drop 500 <laughs> feet. I'm like, holy smokes. This is, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm just like on the, on, in the plane like this, when we're dipping, everyone's screaming. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> this is it. I don't even, you yeah, know, that's like, a lot of flights, man. Uh, yeah. That's a yeah. lot. I mean, I still fly a lot, but not not, not like not like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but the the cool thing is, uh, Nike paid for the flight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And I thought it was um, they paid for the housing as well. So nice,
0: man. So you ultimately got to be a part of the, of the creation of Nike Sportswear. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. Um, I, that
1: that was the reason why we got hi- I got hired and uh, a bunch of other, I guess, other specialists got hired. You know, like they picked they plucked a bunch of people from streetwear you know and um they created this brand i think it was definitely a good learning for me good learning for everyone and i think uh, once sportswear launched um only a few people stayed and most of the people left
0: okay you think that. it was just sort of one of those deals where they just needed people to kind of start it and then and then i think so yeah, i yeah. mean you know they wanted to create hype and I, and that's what they did uh-huh. i mean we did crazy
1: activations and i thought you know this was cool but at the same time, I was going to have uh, my hun- uh, Hunter, my third kid. And I said, I think it's time. It's time. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's, it was a great experience. I, I, I met so many people there. And I thought, what? I don't think I would have met any, most of these other people because of it. You know? Yeah.
0: So so, <clears throat> after doing that, uh, you know, you you left Nike and, and you were able to start like Illus, which is like the Fatly Sister Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us like you know what what Illis is and and you know what went into that
1: Yeah so um actually I started Illis while I was at Nike Oh okay um, yeah and um it was just something that I printed on a t-shirt you know that the cursive Illis that's like <laughs> titleless Yeah <laughs> um so we I put it on a t-shirt I had a store called Fat Lace in San Francisco at the time Okay um but when you're at Nike you can't own a store so oh. the store I gave that store to my wife and a good friend of mine and so they were running the store while I was at Nike, obviously. And then um, put Illis on a t-shirt and then it kind of took off. And I was like, shit, we're selling a lot of these shirts right now. Yeah. So Momentum, you know, we had that brand going. Um, I think two years later, some professional golf player, uh, I forgot his name, but he was a, a friend of a friend. Yeah. He wore the hat on tour. And... Titleist took note Oof. and then they sent us a letter, uh, a cease and desist letter. Yeah. And that kind of played out for a couple years
0: and um, we're good now though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stuff like that just sort of like kind of drags out, right?
1: Yeah, it drags out. Um, we had a, somebody working for us at the time. He, he didn't want to end that, you know, so... We finally, you know, I think once that guy left, um, I just like squashed the okay. title list. Yeah. You guys we're, just kind of settled. Or, yeah. We yeah. still, I mean, I still talk to the lawyer over there. Yeah. She helps me out every now and then <laughs> whenever whenever we run into like battles. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. You,
0: you, that's good to always
1: have that like legal advice. Legal advice. And it's like, you know, you just got to build these relationships with people. And I think we, if, if you're just going to come at it like, Fuck these guys, you know, you just want to fight them. Yeah. It's never going to work out. Right. You know, it's, like, it's got to be like civil and, yeah. And, it, it cause it always she's doing out. her job. Yeah. Right. Like, she's just like someone saying, oh, you got to get after these people, you know, and then, and then, um, we're just basically, you know, like, counter, you know, we're just basically talking to each other, yeah. not really.
0: You know, we're not trying to
1: fight or nothing. right. Yeah,
0: and that's cool that you you've been able to keep that relationship with mm-hmm. her. You know, that's the one thing I like about like being a creative or just like meeting all sorts of people doing things because like you know you just have to build up a network and yeah, and it's always good to know somebody who does this and that mm-hmm. and, and you and it's always nice to just like hold on to stuff like that or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, you know, obviously, you're gonna run into issues from time to time. You're gonna burn bridges. You try not to burn bridges, and I think, you know. Shit happens, and you know, when, when you do, when some stuff does go down within friends or whatever, I think just talking it over is the best solution. You know, yeah, like you have I, to be
0: on the same page, and yeah, just the, the, I, I always try not to let like loose ends sort of just like you know, yeah, like float around. And just mm-hmm. like if, if something's up or you want to just talk about it, it's just like, let's just talk about yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always bad to have like that negative vibe with anybody yep. and stuff,
1: yeah. And I, and you know, I, I look back and I just try and squash all the, like, one year I was just like, man, I gotta fix this, you know, like, I had, like, you know, like, throughout the years, you know, like, you meet some people and you start, you're like, oh, this guy's crazy, so you just, like, stay away, but you just eventually become friends with people and
0: Awesome man. Yeah. So, dude, speaking of like stores and stuff, because I know you just had mentioned you you had the the store. You've opened up like a handful of stores over the years for your brands. Can you just tell us like what what it takes to like operate like yeah. stores like that? Um, I think
1: it takes a lot of patience and a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. You know, like these days, people aren't opening up doors. I mean, people are opening up pop ups. People are opening up. Some people are opening up retail, but mostly food stuff and stuff that. You get constant, um, I guess, people walking through the store. Right, like cannabis club, obviously. <laughs> a thousand people a day. A friend of mine owns one, and he gets about a thousand people That's a day. That's
0: crazy.
1: Yeah, well, he owns a bunch of them, but you won't get a thousand people walking into a retail store every day. You right, know, it it would you'll tr- you'll get a small trickle of people. You know, big, but it was uh, it's an experience. Um, I think a lot of people who have clothing brands don't want to take that step yet because they Cause it's easier just to do it online yeah, or just to, everything's online. Now. Yeah. You know, you just set up something with, I guess, a fulfillment company and then, or you do it yourself. Right.
0: But even that's hard. I feel yeah. like that takes away from being able to be creative and like, yeah, grow. Mm-hmm. It's always good to do like a fulfillment company because then you just don't have to worry about it. Yep. I mean, if you can do a fulfillment company,
1: I say do a fulfillment company. Uh huh. Cause when when you're, I guess having your own warehouse and um, I think there's there's highs and lows to it. I mean, everything's there in front of you. You could check everything anytime you want. But at the same time, you've got a lot of payroll to pay. You know, and you got a you got a big staff. And just like a retail store, you have to really really focus and concentrate on on your staff. Yeah. Because if not, people you know. They don't
0: care. Yeah, or they lose track, like sight of things, and mm-hmm. you just have to kind of. Yeah, I mean, they don't it. own it, so they don't really care. Right, to be honest. It's just like renting out a place. Like they don't own it. Yeah. Like, they're gonna trash it. Yeah, like shit. you know, you
1: rent out a hotel room. You don't even know what goes on in the hotel room, <laughs> but
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, similar. what's a typical day like for you? I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it being easy, like balancing like family and work life. Like you know, yeah. tell us a little bit about like your your everyday typical kind of day. So. Because we don't have a
1: nanny anymore, mm-hmm. um, I've been doing a lot uh, more dropping off the kids, bring the kids to the gym, this and that. Yeah. But I do check in. Uh, I go to, to the office pretty early. Um, sometimes I don't. It's because of other meetings with my accountant or whatever. But yeah. um, usually I get in maybe around 9. People start coming in around 11. Uh, but those guys stay till about 7 or okay. 6 or 7. So. I, I let them come in a little later because we have a lot of traffic now, man. Google, all the dot-coms, all the, all the app companies, they're just like invading the Bay Area. So yeah. traffic went from very little to a lot. Wow. It's like worse than L.A. almost. Yeah. So the guys can't get in at 10. They can't get in at 9. It's
0: easier for them just to kind of stroll on a little past
1: that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's why I said, fuck, 11 o'clock, it's not like. It doesn't make any difference because the shipping goes out by three and then they still work on shipping till after that. But guys come in 11, leave around six.
0: Yeah. So for those that don't know, you're you living in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. how, how, how do you feel like that? That's uh, you feel like that's changed over the years. Like yeah, you said more totally. traffic, cost of living can't be fun out there. No,
1: too expensive. <laughs> don't move. No, but if I mean, here's the thing. All right. I'll give you you this example. I think uh, Tesla is the biggest example, the the best example, right? So Tesla is a car company, right? They make cars in the Bay Area. There's no other company that would do that. And I think that's their biggest mistake because I think when you think about Tesla, it doesn't need to be in the Bay Area, but it is. So if someone's just trying to hire you to build cars, you're not going to want to move to the Bay Area because it's so expensive. There's no way to... Like I'm gonna get paid like twenty seven bucks an hour to build cars, which is cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, but then it the that, that goes down the drain as yeah, soon as you start to gonna live, live there. Yeah. yeah, you
1: can't even live there right now. It's very difficult.
0: Yeah, man, I've seen like articles about like the cost of living there, and it's just <laughs> insane. Yeah, and, I thought know, D.C. was insane. San Francisco is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so you do quite a bit of traveling. Can you uh, tell us what what are like your favorite places to go to, and like what do you normally tend to get into? Mm-hmm. Lately,
1: I've been going to Manila a lot. I have a um, business partners over there. You know, we have a distribution over there that uh, kind of caters to the most of Asia. Yeah. And uh, um, I've been going to Manila a lot, but before that, I was in Japan. Like, yeah, five times man. A year, I remember on your website, it
0: said something like you've gone there like thirty-four times or yeah, something. Yeah, I crazy think it's like fifty that. now.
1: I haven't updated oh. that site, but um. Wow. Yeah.
0: I counted my
1: my stamps on the passport. Yeah. And uh. 50 is a lot yeah. that's 50 50 more
0: times than me I'm, i still need to make it oh, out dude there. come with me i'm like the best tour guide <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know everything right yeah <laughs>
1: no no i mean it's not that i'm the best tour guide but i definitely know how to get around and drive around when's
0: there. the next time you're going out there um i'm going for uh the december moon Eyes show oh yeah yeah that's that, awesome that's man. a great show that's cool mm-hmm. how long do you how long for like a trip like that how long do you normally stay there for? Um, So the wife allows me to go (laughs) about five days, five to seven days,
1: because we don't have a nanny. So at that, around that time, I think my parents are in town. Oh,
0: and uh, that show is supposed to be really good, man. Yeah. Oh, man. It's the
1: best show. I think I was in uh, Malaysia for the Art of Speed show, Uh Um, basically a Moon Eye show, but um, that was a great show as well. But very similar right what kind of location do they just have it at their shop or no no this is at um this is in yokohama some some okay. port over there they have like they
0: rent out this space that's cool man yo speaking of like car shows i we, remember we ran into each other at a uh, lufka kilt five that was a good oh, show man yeah yeah hold on <laughs> yeah i was talking to dave about how like <clears> awesome <throat> that location was like the lumber yard oh yeah that the was cool yeah, yeah that
1: was that's actually a really well curated show um, yeah, man. I know the dude. I know two dudes that put that on. Uh, Patrick Long, he's like a race car driver, and then um, another dude uh, who's actually used to be my parents' neighbor, uh, Jeff Swart, mm-hmm. who int- kind of introduced me to. Well, he didn't introduce me to Porsche. I was still into Porsche, but um, my dad one day goes, "Hey, you should meet my neighbor. <laughs> he, he like he makes Porsches and he builds." he makes books and does this i'm like oh really then he sent me a book like a huge book i'm go. like wow this guy's serious <laughs> so then i he pulls out i'm like oh so i I, sh- I googled him i was like oh this guy won pike's peak a bunch of times hmm. and it's like super famous art um uh, mov- uh, commercial director like, uh, oh wow i didn't know and then he moved down to la blew up even more but he's, he's,
0: he's yeah those that, that show was fantastic yeah man. it just like opened up our eyes to just like how the space is like everything, man, and yeah. how you utilize it, exactly, and, and the experience of an yeah. event. I feel like a lot, like a lot of that gets kind of missed in the automotive mm-hmm. scene. uh But yeah, that was cool that we ran into each other. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that That's that's a good show, man. Yeah,
1: that, that was a great show. Yeah. And
0: and every year they try to top each other, top <laughs> the last show. That, like- I feel like that's what's all about with mm-hmm. shows or events. Because mm-hmm. if it's just like the same thing every yeah. time, it's like. Totally, you again. gotta give somebody like exactly like, I think that's the experience. reason why I stopped
1: doing shows it's yeah. just I just felt so repetitive I'm like man we gotta get out of this mix you know let's yeah. so just drop shows all all in all and yeah and you
0: feel like after a while it's, it's just like kind of burned you got you out right yeah,
1: yeah it burned me out and I think um burnt the, re- the team out and I think um if we do continue to do shows it'd definitely be like more of a like uh what do you call that like a festival right you know that way that everyone has something to do
0: yeah you know and they're not just like stuck <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. stuck just looking at cars <laughs> there's but gotta be like other stuff going on yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I i like what you guys did you guys had a show yesterday yeah man dude thanks for coming out man yeah. that was cool yeah i was for like sure. me and me and dave like after <laughs> we we saw you and you walked we were like holy shit like mark arsenal <laughs> came out
1: no i know i think i said for the last eight years i'd come to your show yeah and i finally did and i I really appreciate what you guys did,
0: dude. I, yeah, I was. I, 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 we were thinking, like, man, like, I wonder what he like genuinely thinks of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, like, um, I, I mean, I know we've been talking, a, a, you know, a couple years about you coming out and stuff. And I'm like glad that you did, and just, yeah. it's, it's cool that you like got to see, like, you know, what it's all about now. Totally. Yeah. I think
1: I think the the highlight there was a few, but I thought the helicopters. Oh funny. yeah. <laughs> I've never seen helicopters, like, taking people for rides. During a car <laughs> show.
0: Wait, how much was it anyway? Uh, 35.
1: That's it? Yeah, and Shit. it was, like,
0: f- 15, 20 minutes. And, dude, it's it's pretty cool.
1: Damn, I didn't know. Someone said it was 200. I was like,
0: oh, I'm not going to do it. I should have done it. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was cool, oh, man. Yeah, but the kidding. show was awesome. Like, uh, you know, a little bit of a hiccup in the beginning with, like, the rain and stuff. It, kinda, oh, yeah. it kind of, like... Uh, made it so a couple cars didn't come out and stuff. But dude, I think in the end, if we you're like okay. super I mean, shit, happy, if their
1: cars they don't want to come out because it's raining, then maybe <laughs> they shouldn't come. But um, but but it it it, it I love the wet ground that, that looked cool and um I think a lot of good photos from that. Yeah, that was so, awesome,
0: man. Yeah, yeah. and these cool puddles. Yeah, but well, the thing that puddles. we enjoy the most about the show <clears throat> is just like the vibes, obviously, but just like the variety of cars. Mm-hmm. We try to to just show everybody like a little bit of everything for sure and that always goes like a long way with the car shows because nobody wants to see just like a whole bunch of the same stuff so yeah 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 there was definitely a variety <laughs> yeah which man. i thought
1: was cool i mean from trucks to hot rods to yeah to you know your your jdm cars and german car a lot of german cars a lot of bmw yeah i know so you posted a picture
0: of that benz that you were mm-hmm. just like oh that car is yeah. cool man. yeah the benz is nice <laughs> that was one of my favorites from the show awesome man well thanks for coming out again man of that was, i'm glad you, you got to experience that mm-hmm. so dude what speaking of on the on the uh topic of traveling what's somewhere that you haven't gotten a chance to go to but you've like been kind of eyeing
1: mm.
0: well australia that's, i had uh, a
1: feeling you were gonna say that that's the only place I i i swear i'm like Telling all my friends over there, I'm going to visit, I'm going to visit. So I have to, I'm going to do it this
0: they year. They have a pretty cool car scene over there. Just mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I'll probably go in November. Okay, yeah. cool. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I haven't yet to go there, but I've heard, well, that flight's brutal, though. Is, I know, it's like 18 hours or something, <laughs> right? What's the longest flight you've been on? Uh, I think 16. Oh, okay. 16-hour flight. Dude, that's
1: insane. I don't know where I was going, but I was like, damn, this flight. <laughs> I was like looking up, oh, shit, 16-hour flight. What is this? <laughs> where are we going? Yeah, and it, it, I mean it's cool. I I like the stopover thing. It was when you're doing that when you're doing a crazy
0: flight. But I don't know. Sometimes I just sleep through the whole. Thing. Yeah, man. I I I always feel bad for people who like can't sleep on on oh, on airplanes, man.
1: Oh, my flight that, here. A, I could <laughs> I could barely sleep. I don't know why. Maybe I was anxious. I don't
0: know. <laughs> so, dude, talk, tell us a little bit about collect everything. I know I know you've been doing that for a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Tell us a little about that.
1: So, um. I don't know. I trademarked the the name. Collect everything. I thought it was kind of cool. This was um, I don't know, five years ago or something like that. But I don't know. I just was kind of I was kind of living by this 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 um. It wasn't even you know they didn't, they didn't have the word hashtag back then. But <laughs> oh man, I, I always like to say, hey, I, you know, collect everything. Who cares? You know, like you live once and that's basically it. You know. So I I, I was into whatever i'm into i i get into it you know yeah. like sneakers i don't know a couple hundred pairs whatever uh toys vinyl toys records anything cameras you name it i was like really into it. cars man cars are the worst thing you can do <laughs> oh my god i know <laughs>
0: they depreciate so fast
1: oh, yeah but but there there's a there's a trick to it you can get into uh collecting uh classic cars because classic cars will, you'll get
0: you get your money back for sure. And then some, even in some cases. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. That's cool, man. So just, for those that don't know, it's just like a website that you had for just like your collections and yes. some stuff for, for sale, obviously, too. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: so right now, Collect Everything um, is a site where I sell stuff that I don't really need anymore. Okay. I was selling cars on there. Some days I put up a car and it sells in a day, which is kind of nuts, you know.
0: Wow, how did you? What did? What did you use to build that? Is it just like a like a like a WooCommerce site? Yeah, or, yeah. that's just a big cartel. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah then
1: you know, like I, I post something on my Instagram, and you know, you you know that someone's gonna buy something right away when there's like a hundred comments in like I don't know thirty minutes. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit, someone people are <laughs> this interested. Is, this is about to leave my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I sold my drift car for, and I shouldn't have, but it's okay. It went to the right person. And, um, um. I had this drift car for 16 years. I was drifting it. I crashed in. Did you learn how to drift on it?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I I learned how to drift on S2000. uh, But um, my S14, I I learned how to really drift. So you had like a connection to that car. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then that's the same thing. It's like, uh, you know, when you leave this earth, you're not going to take anything with you. So give it away. Because –
0: so, somebody else had just kind of enjoyed yeah, it, yeah, my know?
1: friend already crashed it, but, um, I think it's okay to to let things go because you gotta you're just gonna reset anyway, you're gonna do something else,
0: you know, yeah, it's better than that than just to kind of just hoard it or to to keep yeah. it and just like oh yeah. i'm I'm over, I
1: don't hoard anything you know? I just I'm actually right now, I'm like purging, yeah, getting rid of everything, yeah, like a liquidation sale mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I I looked in my closet, and like shit. I, I got all these jeans. I don't, why do I have so many jeans? Yeah, you only need I like f- a couple pairs. I have like, I swear to God, I have like maybe seventy five pairs of jeans. Or wow, 80. that's a lot of jeans. Man. Oh, I know, and they all. What mean about something shoes? To me. How many pairs of shoes do you have? Uh, right now, well, I used to have a lot. Um, maybe, maybe like two hundred. Okay, maybe. Uh, mainly sorry. Nikes. Like, I take it maybe three hundred. Um, wow, yeah, too many. <laughs> uh. Mainly Nikes, yeah. Yeah, I a, got you into
0: Vizvim. Okay. Do you, and, do you wear Adidas at all, or just do, I wear Adidas. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Sambas.
1: Oh, okay. That's my like my classics. Yeah, it's my favorite shoe. That um, I I bought a pair of Yeezys. I didn't I didn't like them.
0: Yeah, they're I a little I just got harsh. them because
1: I was like, oh, these are these are cool. I mean, they're comfortable, definitely comfortable. But um, I I wasn't really um, not know. The I go, comfort I went back to Nike, goes a like, long these way. Reacts, these are, man, these are. Eight. <laughs> Have you gotten a pair? Uh, uh-uh, no. Nah, oh, you man. gotta get a pair. Yeah,
0: I've heard good things.
1: Yeah, very yeah. good.
0: So, dude, let's talk a little bit about cars because I know you just mentioned like you know the drift, drift car and stuff. How did you first get into cars?
1: How did I? Get? Yeah. Oh, a friend of mine took me to a Volkswagen show, mm. and that's why I was my mindset was only Volkswagens because like wow, these aren't just your typical Volkswagen. This is a slammed Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. And I always wanted a Carmen Ghia. and I still never got a Carmen Ghia, but. Always wanted a Carman Ghia. Yeah. Those things were cool, and um, we were in his Carman Ghia. and I was like, "Man, this is the coolest car ever." And I was young, so went to a car show, and that's how it all started. Yeah. Well, my dad, he had a, uh, he was into um, old American cars, right? We we still own his. I mean, we still have his uh, 1970 Camaro. Whoa. We restored it, bagged it, went crazy on it. It's wow. pretty nice. Yeah, that's cool, man. And he had this weird van, like it was like a hippie van, because they were hippies. <laughs> I, I swear to God, we lived in Berkeley, and well, we lived in San Francisco on, on hate, but he was working in Berkeley growing up, and he had bought this orange, orange Dodge van, so crazy looking, <laughs> had wheels. I was like, oh, this is the weirdest van. But we had it in the family forever. That's cool, man. It's still in the family. No, or you guys he, let it go. He, he let it go. I think um, he lives in this like town called Tiburon, uh-huh. and um, oh, like five million dollar houses, like ten million dollar houses. And he pulls up in his van all the time. So the cops. Oh, well, somebody. One of the neighbors called the cops sketchy on him. Sketchy van. <laughs> yeah, it was a sketchy van doing here. And my dad goes, no, no, no. I live here. So it was pretty funny when um when I heard that story. Well, when he told me, I was like, what, dad? Maybe it's time to let it go. Because <laughs> I've never seen a van in this neighborhood <laughs> before.
0: So, so when you first started getting yeah. in the cars until now, how, how do you how, how do you uh feel that your automotive taste has evolved? Like, I know you've gone, gone through lot of cars yeah if you, yeah. If you i'm sure like how, tell us a little bit about like how your taste has evolved over the years so i don't know i, I did go through a lot
1: of cars i mean i maybe 100 yeah maybe 70 I don't know, 80 90 something like that but um i think what happened was uh drifting happened uh 2000 you know we, we learned because yeah, you drif- got like
0: big into that yeah
1: 2000 i think i learned about drifting about 96 97, 98, something like that. I didn't get a drift car because I couldn't afford a drift car at the time until I got an S2000 in 2000. AP1 or AP2? Yeah, no, first one. First one. Mm-hmm. I got an S2000, and my friend said, that's a that's a wrong drift car. That's not a drift car. You can't drift these things. But let me show you how to drift these things. <laughs> Calvin Wan, he used to drift for Formula D, uh, Formula D. He took it. We went to a drift day down in L.A., He showed me how to drift it. I had the hardest time drifting it because it just wants to swing around. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't want to drift. It just wants to go straight and go fast, right? And I think um, that's when I got an uh, S14. And I think the scene back then was, okay, let's emulate Japan. Let's go low. Let's camber the rear, camber the front. But don't go too extreme, right? So then at that time, we were like calling the thing called – my friend coined the term – Hey, let's. Th- these are like hella flush cars. All these cars are flushed because they're flush to the fenders. everything's straight, right? So then from there, you know, I don't know what happened to the word hella flush, but <laughs> people took that, took the word camber and went crazy on the camber, right? And you know, uh, they call it in Japan uh, oni camber, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And I thought, um, thought it was cool. You know, in the VIP scene, it's great. Whatever you could do that, but I think. Um, it just went overboard and and that's when we were like oh that's not really hell of flush that's already something else you yeah know? but then you know at that time the word stance came in and then
0: it, from there yeah dude i feel like you you were like a big part of like you know that stance movement in like 2009ish when it's kind of sort of took off like and i feel like you, you had a big part of it with like Lace, listen hell of flush yeah. like and you're kind of known to be, like, one of, like, the pioneers of that of that era. Can you just, like, tell us about how, like, you know, like, what you guys were kind of doing around that time when it was just, I mean, because, I mean, you guys were, like, just, like, you know, at the forefront of it yeah, all. Yeah, totally.
1: I think we were just really into making our cars look really nice. You know, it wasn't about, I mean, obviously, we weren't even bagging cars back then. No, no, it was you know, all static. Man. All static, just fucking up the fenders. Side skirts, everything, but our cars look good. Yeah, you know, and it's not like uh, I don't think we ever ever got into like super camber camber, but yeah, everyone it was never we really you guys' thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone thought we were, and it was just weird. We were never really posted, and um, so we got stuck with this idea that we were the guys that came up with that, but we actually were just guys that wanted to have really really nice cars, you know. And I think in Cali. California's nuts because um there's a show every weekend now there's a show and a meet every week in it gets mm-hmm. saturated uh, people are really really spoiled there, so they don't they don't really understand that they're they created this culture that other states or other people try to emulate because it's they see it so often like where do you see a Lamborghini seven times? a day you know that's like la yeah right and, and i i don't know i've i've, I've been all all these states and i never i mean I, you'll see one lamborghini in a month you know yeah, like, or but, something but like but that in la
0: it's like so frequent. yeah it's
1: every day yeah. everything's so frequent there and it, i think it's just oversaturated like it yeah. that it kind of hurts the scene
0: yeah yeah
1: but but i mean you can't stop it because that's just
0: yeah everything. can you tell us a little bit about like what happened to hella flush or what you guys ended up like ultimately doing with it for those that don't that don't remember yeah. or know
1: so, well, right right now, it's just, uh, just Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're not really doing much anymore. Yeah, because you
0: guys were doing like shows and mm-hmm. it was like a full-on blog and stuff. Yeah. And you just had to, I, I'm sure at some point, you just had to come up with the decision to just kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, we phased it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had a, a friend of ours in LA. His name's Yogi. Yeah. Um, he, we, he's like, hey, let's do a show at the beach. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do a show at the beach, you know, and like, we'll just sell shit out of the truck. I'm like, okay, let's sell shit out of the truck, you know, I just went with the flow, and uh what's funny was, um, the word went out, I think there was close to eight hundred cars show show up, and these are all these are all show cars, I'm like, yeah. oh shit, we have no permit for this, <laughs> and then it just became a big traffic jam, and we got in trouble, but um you know, I think that that's when we're like, oh, maybe we'll make this a real show, and then. It became a real yeah, show. Man, you guys started. are doing them often. Too. Yeah, we did a bunch of shows and just decided
0: to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, I feel like you, I mean, it had such like a, a like a, such a good run, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, you just want to stop it when you're good. Yeah, you know, just let. I mean, there's so many other people that started. It. You know, they started doing their thing too. So then, just let let it, let that thing go. Make yeah. It, Make it uh, a good memory
0: in your mind. Yeah, dude. How do you so so from the start of like you know you getting into cars and and going into like doing fat fat lace and hella flush and then to ultimately now how do you feel like do you feel like the, the how, how do you feel the car scene has changed since you've been into it? Well, I was just talking to someone about um,
1: the change, and it's 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 nuts. I think <clears throat> I think the scene. Uh, besides the uh, California, is very genuine. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm sure there's beef within crews, this and that, and that's totally normal. Right? Yeah. But I think what's happening in California right now is like people are wilding out, right? Like, what do they call them? Like, it's like a sideshow. Yeah. But um, like they call them takeovers now. Yeah, yeah. Which is ridiculous. You know, I think I don't know. I, I listened to one of your other podcasts, and I was like it's actually true you know like it's it's just going nuts right now you know and i think it's not going to change because what happens in california is just going to spread eventually and it's going to be out here soon and not like you can stop it but at the same time it's like man i don't get these kids like yeah like you're 18 years old you got yourself a lamborghini and you're doing um you know you're doing basically a youtube channel and you're you're you're, you're totally pushing it yeah you know eventually something's gonna happen
0: something's gonna die and yeah man know, that stuff's stop. crazy man mm-hmm. yeah hopefully it, it never it never gets to that yeah. But yeah i've noticed that like not really sure how i feel about stuff like that but it's like definitely not what it was back then
1: no and and you know us you saying that is people are gonna be like fuck that that's that's how it was back then though yeah you know we're, we're changing the scene we're making it cool like no, nah, it does not have to be like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, you, and, you know, I, as you mentioned before, you've built like a like a, gr- a good amount of cars. What's been like your your absolute like favorite? Like mm.
1: my favorite car, yeah. of all time. Um, I I would say my Volkswagen bus. Yeah, it's still my favorite. I mean, my S fourteen was the one I kept the longest. Yeah, but my bus. I used to. I, I love all cars. Obviously, the ones that I used to own. Yeah. And they have all had, they've all uh, become a great memory. But I think the bus brings me the most joy when I drive that thing. Yeah. It's broken right now, but
0: <laughs> it's getting fixed right now. You, you guys were doing like the shaved ice part yeah. of it for a yeah. while, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I bring it to my my friend's uh, kids' birthday party, my friend's parties and yeah. whatever. And then we just make shaved ice. It's pretty cool Dude, fun. you guys got to bring it out for first class oh, next yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait. <laughs> This is for you. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, I awesome. don't know. Did you get one? I, I, I know, but my my buddy has one of these, and I've like always you. been meaning to to yeah. get this. This is awesome, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, totally. We did a we did a Hot Wheels
1: because uh, you some people are just gonna listen to this, but we did a Hot Wheels uh, rendition of my Volkswagen bus, and
0: yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Tell us a little bit about how that like came to be, like the collaboration. Um, they reached out
1: to me. I guess, man, doing collaboration with Hot Wheels is tough. It takes about a year or two. Wow. Yeah. Just because so there's like a lot of logistics to it. Logistics yeah. and I think um, politics as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes, it took this maybe almost two years to do. Wow. It took a long time. Wow. But, but you know, it's out now, so it's
0: cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, and how many cars have you got? Have you done with them? None. That's, just, that's, just that's my, my first, first one. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be others. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be great that'd be great yeah yeah man so let's talk a little bit about t- toys and like action figures what are some of like your favorite ones to sort of collect and um i was really and i still am into most of the
1: cost stuff. oh yeah yeah I that collect, stuff is huge man. yeah it appreciates so it's kind of cool you know i was buying doubles you know
0: Whoa. and triples sometimes do you have a g- good collection of those things? Yeah, yeah i have
1: pretty much every single cause uh figure that's oh, ever made wow. um almost i'm probably missing a few yeah but uh, it, it's fun to collect you know i think um that's fun um i was collecting a bunch of like random things supreme would make oh yeah like i know pinball machine yeah. i, oh. I, I like, had like oh, did you get a pinball machine, yeah, a pinball oh. machine. uh through a friend at, that works at supreme otherwise i wouldn't have yeah but it. it's
0: so hard yeah yeah i love i have like a pretty big accessories collection for me they just make like so much cool yeah. stuff man i mean it's cool right it's cool to to us
1: definitely i mean if you if you're trying to date someone and you show them this collection of your <laughs> random bullshit they're gonna be like this guy's weird right because it's just like that movie um that baseball movie with uh, adam sandler mm. i think you know and ridiculous this, this guy's got all these random dumb stuff right but <laughs> but you know that's this kind of stuff you just keep keep to your keep it's, to yourself
0: <laughs> it's always funny to like show people who like aren't into that world like yeah. the stuff like that Wait, what,
1: what? or like all girls this junk? And stuff is like <laughs> what is this man you wear too much of this stuff what is this
0: yeah <laughs> that's awesome but you guys fun. yeah that's awesome you guys were able to do that collab man yeah because i know that you're like really into toys and like action figures and stuff and yeah so to be able to do something that like you would obviously buy if it wasn't mm-hmm. tied to you it's pretty cool yeah have.
1: i think um just um partnering with different brands is like something i love doing and especially if it's a brand that i love as a kid oh, oh man I'm, you know i'll raise my hand every time yeah ask me that's that's badass man
0: so dude back on the back on the uh, <clears throat> on the whole of the whole thing about like cars um what's in your fleet of cars currently? Like um, what cars are you or do you have right now?
1: Right now I have um I have a bus, uh my my bus, yeah, 64. And then I have a 64 notchback. Mm. Um I picked that up. Um I got that a good deal on that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pass a good deal. Man. Oh, oh my god. This guy spent like 40,000 bucks. I got it for like 23. Wow. Was he just trying to just like get rid of it? Oh yeah, he was dumping it. Um, no. i think he needed to pay someone or something okay but um can't that pass that up man oh uh, wow at all um i have a, a 85 toyota corolla okay which um it's my son's but i'm trying to fix it up for him yeah i saw that you yeah.
0: you you you, you kind of like built him a car which is cool
1: yeah he's we've had it for six years you know he bought it off his uncle uh, i bought it off his uncle
0: yeah and um just been fixing it up. Yeah, I bet that's like the fun part about being a, a being a dad or a parent is just mm-hmm. you can get your kids into like so much cool stuff. Yeah, or just see what they're like into.
1: Well, that's a, that's also that's like the um, that's a curse if you start buying
0: cool shit. Yeah, because <laughs> then <if> you to <laughs> the Is it okay, about, okay to cut? Yeah, okay. that's okay. fine, man. Um, yeah cuz I know that like you guys did the 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 car for your son and then like your I I know that you they both do like snowboarding and I see mm-hmm. your daughter's in gymnastics yeah. like talk about like some of the stuff that you've kind of got them into or just that they that they're that they're doing.
1: Oh yeah. Wait, let me let me finish the car thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah of course. And then I'll get yeah. to that. Cuz I'm trying to remember what cars I got. But um oh I got a G-Wagon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've some seen really that. old G-Wagons like a 2004 G-Wagon, but it's a G55. I'm making it like our camping car. Um, yeah, you
0: guys do quite a bit of of traveling. Yeah, we that. do a lot of outdoor stuff. Yeah,
1: we try to. My wife doesn't like doing it. <laughs> the kids do. Yeah. Um, we got a um, and then just regular cars. Well, not regular. Well, I got um, a couple Porsches and then a GT three. Nice. And uh, do you still have the RWB? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I know. Nice. Yeah, that and then uh I got an E sixty three wagon I drive on a daily and then um, my wife drives i I three. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice man. That's a good fleet. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool that's awesome, man. Yeah,
1: I mean I went from twenty one cars to like seven or eight, which is good. And that's still a
0: good amount of cars. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I think under ten is great for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure at some point you've had like way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Yeah. I, when you have a when you get two registrations a month. That's not a good thing. Not a good thing. No, (laughs) it should be one every other month, maybe. Yeah. How how big is? How how, do you have a big car garage or? Uh, well, I could put ten cars in my in my house, but um, two in the garage and or three in the garage because I got a lift and then some on the driveway. But I keep um, the ones in the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: What's a car that you haven't built yet but you've been wanting to?
1: Oh, I always wanted to build a um, um, a McLaren for some reason, but man, I've had supercars, and I think it's kind of douchey, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I mean, it's cool it. to have obviously But, it's super but douchey
0: <laughs> super douchey, you know it's not how, really in your personality no, no matter up.
1: how old I get man i oh, had I've had these cars for like, and then I'm like, oh, I gotta sell it, it feels weird, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure other people they, they i mean it's just however you feel,
0: yeah. So, dude, t- touching a little, I know I mentioned it a little bit about RWB, but in 2009, <laughs> you had the idea of bringing their brand over from Japan to the U.S. Tell us a l- little bit about that and, and uh, and like, you know, the car you, that you guys built together and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so um, I think 2009, at some point in Japan, I was trying to contact RWB. Mm-hmm. No one would reply back because I guess the English trans- or yeah, Japanese it's translation. It's a little tough with that. Yeah. It was tough at the time. Then I got contacted Sunburst, uh, which is kind of the same people that they use the same body kit guy to make RWB kits. But those guys were difficult to contact. But at the same time, I was able to contact them. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Japan and go visit Nakai in Japan. And I asked him. I did. And then I visited him. And then I saw him. And I said, hey, I want to bring your car. And I want to bring it to SEMA. Let's build a car for SEMA. And then at the same time, Brian Scotto from the Hoonigans also did an article on Nakai. And he goes, hey, man, let's just try to get, like, a build going. So then we built my car, Brian's car, and some other kid in um, Philadelphia, Evan, Mm -hmm. his car, right? All three cars, and then we all brought them to SEMA. Well, only Brian's uh, from Hoonigan and my car made it into SEMA, and Evan was just parked outside. But... We brought the cars to SEMA. I think from there RWB just went crazy. You know, oh, like yeah. man, that thing. I I wish we put a filter on it, and but at the same time, I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah, there's like 200
0: cars now. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you do you think that it's kind of like lost its thing? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I mean, I feel the, like that you, way too. Uh,
1: you talk to the guys that, um. The original guys that started you know that that were building cars in the beginning it's it's very difficult for those guys to to accept what happened Mm -hmm. you know and i i feel bad but you know i couldn't stop it yeah Um, i I mean i could have i tried to put filters on like okay let's just do one every month yeah and it just became now
0: it's way more
1: than that oh my goodness it's very difficult to comprehend yeah i
0: feel like back then when it all started and like you know, through it's like, mm-hmm. you know, over the years, it was like something super special. But then, like you know, like yep. you said, it just like lost its thing. Are you still like tied to the to that? I level? am. I, yeah? I
1: mean, I still help bring the brand in, and then um, I'm definitely filtering. Yeah. You know, but if there's other people bringing RWBs into the states, then I can't stop. You that, can't stop you know? that. Yeah. Like, I'll, if I can control it, I would have. Yeah. But if you know. Just, it is what it is. It is what man. it is. You yeah, know? Tell shit us, it, happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the build. The build that you guys did. Um, well, I went all out.
1: You know, um, brought, what what's crazy is Brian from Hoonigans. He went all out. He, I mean, he bought a turbo and did it, which the first turbo. You know, I would think. Yeah. And um, I turboed my car. I put a roll. I went crazy on. I, yeah, you did I went crazy. <laughs> Spend a lot of money on oh, that car, man. but it's okay. I got rid of that car too because it became undrivable. Right, you know, when you, you reach a point when you're fixing up cars,
0: it just you can't drive you can't it drive every them day. anymore. Yeah, so then just but, get rid of of it. So, but somebody will. Somebody will. <laughs> <Then> <laughs> they'll they'll drive. pay, a, pay yeah. a good tag, a yeah. great price tag for it. Um, exactly so dude another company that that you've gotten a chance to like work with and stuff and a lot of people may not may not know that you like designed their logo but speed hunters uh-huh tell us a little bit about that
1: oh yeah yeah i love speed hunters those guys are cool they they write really good articles
0: but the problem i think um people don't read anymore right yeah i've
1: terrible. had this
0: discussion with p- some people i remember like back in the glory days of like blogs blogs mm-hmm. and doing features and articles that yeah. people just don't read anymore
1: people don't want to read anymore that and i'll put like you know for example and i'll come back to speed hunters yeah. but i'll put a i'll make a post i'll put about 25 words on there and someone will still say wait where do i get
0: this i'm like <laughs> oh come on isn't it crazy the questions that people ask sometimes when the, the answer is like right there? The answer is right
1: there. They just look at the picture and they think that's it. That's it, yeah. You know, but whatever. You still have
0: people being like, What
1: time does your show
0: start? Yeah. Where is it at? Oh
1: yeah. Hey, what what time oh well, you know, it's right right, right in the beginning.
0: <laughs> Seven o'clock. Oh, 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 <laughs> or or if you're selling a car, like how many miles does it have on it? Oh, just yeah. like stuff that you mm-hmm. could just like read right yeah, there. The price is right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> um so Speed Hunters, uh yeah,
1: well they hit me up. They wanted uh so Antonio. You know Antonio? Yeah. Yeah. Um and you should get him on the blog. Man. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um, he just hit a, you up.
1: He hit me up. Yeah. Uh, he was work kinda like freelancing for them. I met Rod who was running the Speed Hunters brand at the time, and they said, Hey, can you make some logos? I'm like, I'll make a short one, a wide one, and a tall one because Speed Hunters, the word is very long. Oh yeah, man. You gotta yeah. stack it or
0: something. Yeah, stack
1: it, make the S with You know, just gotta do a sh or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, I worked on that. I I I love branding. You know, I branded a bunch of people's.
0: Man, I have a list, but yeah, yeah,
1: I kind of just don't mention it sometimes. That's
0: yeah, and then and then you so you guys just you just sort of pumped out like their logo and like some brand identity and stuff, Mm -hmm. and they just kind of just rolled with it. Yeah, they just went with it, and
1: still they're still going. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I saw that on your on your website and I was like I had no idea you did that. Yeah. So I figured I, I'd mention it, which I is super cool. should update that website. I mean <laughs> I I didn't Dude, what's it. crazy is when you like Google your name, like that's literally like the first thing. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Oh shoot, I better update it then. <laughs> Maybe someone wants to hire me, but <laughs> I, I and I and I take freelance jobs from Yeah, time how to time often and, do you
0: do freelancing? All oh, like often?
1: Well, you know, a sneaker company. I I don't really uh I, really mention the name but um hit me up they wanted me to um reach out you know reach out to people yeah and and, and i'm doing that right now and that's kind of like my freelance
0: game, oh right? okay yeah and and then the the whole thing with like playboy like uh tell us a little bit about that that's sort of like one of your main things right now as well yeah right? exactly yeah. yeah so last year we did a collaboration.
1: And we didn't have Playboy White Label yet, so Playboy White Label is a brand that we just started. Mm-hmm. I, we just launched it earlier this year. Yeah, but last year we, um, a friend of mine that I guess runs Playboy. So Cooper is the uh, the son the the son of um, mm-hmm. Hugh Hefner. Yeah, um, the his right hand is this guy named Jared. Jared is good friends with my business partner named Leandro. So. They're like I don't know, they're really good friends. And what happened was um they hit me up. They say, Hey, can we do a collaboration with Antisocial? I'm like, Oh yeah. I know I know the guy from Antisocial yeah, like, Neek, He used to yeah. blog for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, Neek was cool. You know, he's like he's so cool. He just uh, doesn't you know, he's just very, very low key right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But um so yeah, let me let me let me hook that up. So that collaboration was crazy, right? Yeah, and, man. um We we launched it. We did it five minutes. We turned it on. Five minutes. Turned it off after five minutes, and it made crazy numbers. You know, I wouldn't say a million bucks.
0: Wow. I would say a half
1: of it though. Yeah, like right. You know, like half a million bucks in five minutes. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. So then I was like, oh, maybe we should do a brand uh, called Under Playboy. Then. Came up with the word Playboy White Label, so we've been. So I've been uh, working on that, and it's still in the works. But um, it's basically their collaborations. We're managing all their collaborations right now,
0: and um, it's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and and so your your role is that? Do you do it like you do the consulting and like the the managing and the branding, or like what's your role with that? So yeah, primarily. So primarily, it's just me
1: uh, doing the, the connections. Okay. So you sort we, of just
0: like set it up,
1: basically set up, yeah. set it up, and uh, my business partner um, executes basically. Okay, yeah,
0: cool. That's so pretty cool. How
1: long have you been doing that for? Mm, just started.
0: Awesome, yeah. Man. And you, I'm sure you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
1: it's pretty fun. It's also challenging. It's just starting a new brand is tough. Oh, absolutely. You know, but we but the good thing is um, Playboy has a really good name, and yeah, we can um, connect with whoever. You know, we got a bunch of cool Japanese collaborations coming. Yeah. Out. That's yeah, yeah. And, and a bunch of rappers. Yeah, I remember out, you yeah. were
0: telling me about that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's Playboy, like, who doesn't know what it is? It's just yeah. a matter of how you sort of want to, you know, perceive it or how you want it to be sort of seen. Of course, by everybody. Yeah. yeah. And it's
1: not, and you know, it's nothing about nudity or whatever, but the aura and the like the history of Playboy, people remember that, mm-hmm. and,
0: you know, yeah. Like
1: Supreme does some, they've been doing Playboy for a long oh, time. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. So. And it's cool to see, like, you know anti-social social mm-hmm. club and just like other brands mm-hmm. kind of sort of doing that as well yeah yeah man um so you know you so you so you're doing you're doing that or whatever and 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 you know obviously you 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 use like your connections with you know getting like like you know like oh i know neek or whatever mm-hmm. and you, you know you met all these people doing all these things how important do you feel that networking is to like you know everything that you do
1: i think that networking's the key to success yeah that's pretty much it
0: uh-huh.
1: like if you're gonna take anything from this uh podcast yeah that's that's the one thing. that's the one thing yeah, yeah. It's the one thing be open be open-minded definitely and then just work you know like yeah. it's not easy you know like you I worked forever and then to get to this point and I'm still working you know and I think people forget about that you know they don't want to pay dues and yeah
0: you know, like we talked about earlier like you got to pay dues yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that, that I feel like it's important is just like always being inspired and stuff. Mm-hmm. What, what what sort of like brands or people have like sort of inspired you over the years to sort of this like, you know, whether it's like your work mentality or your style mm-hmm. or just like what? Tell us a little bit about that. Um,
1: I think the most successful people in this world. Uh, and if you're thinking about successes like money or whatever. Yeah. But um, just inspirational people. Yeah. I think those are the type of people that, if you're into one thing, if you're into furniture, you get inspired yeah. by the best in the mid-century guys. Yeah. Or you get inspired by whoever. I think me personally, I'm I, I read a lot and I and I and I, I and I basically look at trends, you know, and just see what's out there. You know, I th- I don't really follow one person exactly you yeah. know i i definitely look at a, a ton of people yeah. but a lot of friends that own brands have definitely inspired me to yeah try to push and when, when i talk to them behind the scene
0: they're going through the same thing yeah it's always oh man it's so cool to see like what people's inspirations are or mm-hmm. or like in your case like you know since like you know you you love networking and collaborating with people like it's always cool to see like you know, oh, I didn't even know, like, like Mark knew those people, or, like, that's cool that they're doing a collaboration with, like, Beats or, like, yeah. you know, like, Hot Wheels or whatever, and, it, and I feel like like you've, you've, you've found a good way to kind of utilize that, which yeah. is awesome, man. Yeah, and I
1: think, you know, uh, I think it's obviously, like, people that are starting out, and it's not gonna be easy, like, there's definitely, like, you're gonna go through the lows and the highs, obviously, but if she, if you can network and if you can work with uh, people that are, are running brands,
0: you know already, then
1: you 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 have nothing to lose because yeah. you have that for opportunity already yeah. right in and, front of your and face. And
0: plus, collaborations are so awesome in that, like, you take a brand, you take another brand, and obviously they're doing something together. But you 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 have two different audiences that have that chance to check yeah. out both both those brands. And I feel like that goes, like, it's super, like, Mm underappreciated. That's why I, like, love seeing when people, like, in the car scene, like, sort of collaborate or they do things. Because it's, like, I don't feel like it's much of a thing in the car scene. I feel like people are kind of just, like, doing their own thing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but in streetwear, obviously, it's, like, huge. It's huge. Yeah. And,
1: I mean, everyone thought, like, collaborations were going to burn out. But Uh it's actually never going to burn out. Because that's what's kind of moving this whole the scene you know and and whether the scene's weird right now or cool to most people or not cool to most people it's always gonna it's like like everyone says it it just recirculates you know like 70s is gonna come back in yeah everything just sort of
0: finds its way back into into the mix
1: yeah like we we were at a party at my friend's uh, store called stashed in san francisco um it was for uh my friend's art I guess he did. He did. He's an artist. He did a shoot, uh, a sock with stance, mm-hmm. and this one girl stood out. Everyone was like, "Oh man, that girl's. She's dressed like Janet Jackson in the <laughs> '80s, right? Like bell bottoms, <laughs> weird hat. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's strange, you know? Like everyone was like, well, that's so strange because everyone's dressed now, right? But she was dressed back then. But I think the cool thing is, she whether she saw it. Or whether whatever she got inspired by that morning, but she's doing her thing, you know, and, and it think stands out, stands out, and that's what's going to happen, you know. People that stand out, that's what that's why trends happen, you yeah, know?
0: man. So, speaking of like collaborations and and you know, all that stuff, like one of my favorite ones that you guys have done over the years has been like the Batley Sex Moon Eyes collaboration. Oh, yeah, yeah, tell us a little, a little bit about that and and like what went into that and how that kind of came about. So, um Shige, yeah. is the
1: owner of Moon Eyes now. Yeah, and I don't know if you know this story, but um, Dean Moon, uh, who created Moon Eye, mm-hmm. he, he Shige was one of his biggest customers, right? Wow. Because it was big in Japan, right? So one of his best customers. And and the story goes, and uh, you know, I talked to Shige about this, and to just to confirm because I heard <laughs> it, um, Moon uh, gave him the brand. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much money was exchanged, but I don't think a, a lot. Yeah. I think a dollar. They're just like best customer. Here you go. Yeah. Because he was passing away and um, gave him the brand. And she guys said, Shit, I'm gonna take this and run and let, I'm gonna make it the coolest brand ever, you know? And and I always wanted Fat Lace to be the Moon Eyes of today. But oh. Moon Eyes is still of today. Yeah, right. You know, and, and and they never age. Although a lot of people, oh, that's an old classic. Hot Rod brand, but at the same time, they're they're doing collaborations with a lot of people yeah, right now. They've
0: figured out a way to sort of like, mm-hmm. as you as yeah, you know, as you said, like you know, because it's been around for a while, it could be perceived as like an older. But they've felt they've figured out a way to sort of just like keep it like at the forefront and just sort of stay like fresh and yeah, relevant and sort of just yeah. Like run I mean, they,
1: it. they do collaborations with bands every year. Yeah, man. Um, we're doing our second collaboration with them mm-hmm. uh, for our ten year uh, for our twenty year anniversary for Fat Lace next year. Uh, we're gonna.
0: Drop another cool collaboration with them. Nice, man. But, yeah, those guys are great, man. Yeah. So, for those that don't know, when you guys first did the first one, like, tell us a little bit about, like, uh, the pieces that you guys did or, like, what went, like, what was in the collaboration? Well,
1: so, we wanted to obviously blow it out and mm-hmm. make it super cool and make yeah. a ton of products. But at the same time, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You just want to kind of keep everything limited. Yeah. And when we did do, when when we, when we did Uh, the launch we um, I don't know it it was cool like it made a lot of sense at the time and I think our brand um, and he he appreciated our brand because I I met him many years ago and I told him it for like five years hey let's do a collaboration this is kind of like what I said to you I'd go to your show (laughs) and I finally did right but um, I I told him um, let's do a collaboration every year he goes hey man we gotta do this collaboration already you keep telling me this every year five years now (laughs) So
0: then um I launched it and it did well. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I like had to mention it, man. Mm-hmm. What's been what's been your like absolute though like favorite collaboration to date? Like that you've been involved in. Like, oh, I think brand? Moon Eyes, because yeah, yeah. um yeah, because
1: I I grew up with Moon Eyes. My my drift pedal on my drift car was a Moon Eyes and my first shift knob was like this grenade launcher. <laughs> it, have you ever seen I've the Moon Eyes grenade? I have yeah. Grenade. Yeah. I had one of those. Um I don't know. I had Moon Eyes in my Integra yeah. back in the day in the '90s. So that must have been just you're like, holy crap, man! This is like awesome. Yeah. I had no idea who who Shige was, oh. and then I found out what Japanese guy owns Moon no Eyes. I- yeah, I would have, dude. You're, you're, I thought the same thing. Yeah, same. So thing. I emailed, dude. It was crazy. I emailed Shige because I got. I don't know how I got the email. Uh huh. It's got to be through through a friend or something. That right? or yeah. I just emailed them. Uh-huh. I go, hey, I. I really want to do a collaboration with you guys. And then so I went to Japan and I, I, I had a meeting with him. Went to his restaurant
0: and I was like, Oh I didn't even know he had a restaurant. Oh
1: no, it's it's a huge moon eyes store. Yeah. Uh with um garages where they work on the cars. Um a store and then they have a moon ice cafe.
0: Oh, okay. Dude, we
1: gotta go. I gotta go. Dude, you I, ch- dude I, I think I'm gonna have to hold you to that. Dude, man. let's go on. For Tokyo Auto Salon, if
0: you can go this year, let's go. Well, you said it's in December. Right? No, Tokyo Auto Salon is in uh, January. January. Dude. I'm down for that. Let's that'd be cool. It. Yeah. 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 I mean, we'll have to talk about that. But yeah. I'm totally down. Uh, Shiga has a, a booth at. Um, oh okay. Auto Salon every year. Did that be cool? You, you're so you're definitely going this year in January for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. I'll have. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Because cool. I. I've been like wanting I'll to be go. Your host, yeah. Like, oh, you guys be, will love that'd it. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. We'll do so, everything. That'd be super cool. Yeah. It's fun over there. Um. Best advice for somebody that's that's looking to start a brand. What's 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 that? Um I
1: think the best advice I can give them is to make sure that they're patient yeah. and they're um consistent. Yeah. You can't be switching things up so often. Yeah. Because even if you're bored with this logo that you created that which is really good, yeah. I think you gotta keep going with it. You know, like I think Obviously, later on, you could keep changing your logos up, whatever, but just like Stussy does. Yeah. But then they still stick with their standard. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the problem with kids, and because I'm older, I I could say <laughs> this, um, they'll create a brand, they'll start with their brand, after six months, they'll be like, fuck, no one's following me, this, no one, you know what I mean? And then they'll just give up. Yeah. You it's, can't give up. Yeah. That's the one thing you just can't give up. You got to roll with it. Put put everything in like 110% all the time.
0: That's good advice, man. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in the next 5 years?
1: Me? Yeah. Man, I've been saying this for a long time and I'm and I got to do it. Yeah. You know, I think it's um one thing that I haven't done yet was um just, and I I've, I've done everything, but uh uh <laughs> music videos. Oh. I've always wanted to get into like art directing.
0: Oh, cool. Music video. I feel like you'd be good at that. <laughs>
1: That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But 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 I probably won't get into it because I'm s- starting to get more I guess I'm getting back into like interior design. So you're working your, on the
0: where it all started. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love I love
1: creating houses and stuff.
0: Do you do you have like um do you have like a big say or or a, or a big involvement when it comes to like uh you know the interior design of like your stores or oh, yeah. or your, I do your all pop-ups of it. you do all of it mm-hmm. okay
1: yeah we did um like we were talking about earlier behind the scenes uh complex con mm-hmm. yep how expensive it is mm-hmm. uh, yeah
0: i built out that whole the whole look there but that's got to be like fun for you to like yeah. get to get into like your roots or shit how man it we started. killed it at complex <laughs> yeah like i saw our, the pictures our, our, <laughs> i was like <laughs> we went
1: all out yeah tell like, us a little
0: bit about that like what that like if for those that didn't see like what like you know what that is like what was all part of it so so um
1: i had this idea and this was so last minute because they gave us a good deal but i told you the price yeah
0: not, it's insane
1: it's, expen- <laughs> it's expensive but um it's like, oh man, all my money's gone because we <laughs> spent it on <laughs> ComplexCon. But, but you know, it's good face. Oh, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, whatever that means. But um, <laughs> I came up with the idea of a pit stop, uh, and then we created this whole pit stop thing. You know, like when F one cars pull up, yeah, they have the truss bar on top with the with the lights, and well, we made them lights instead of like you know changing tires, whatever. Yeah. But it was cool. We we did a really cool that's awesome, activation man. over there. Yeah, that's cool. So dude everyone was impressed, let's just say that.
0: <laughs> so dude, so we've been we've been doing this for about an hour now. Oh. Um, you know, uh I'm all out of questions and stuff. Uh, you know, is there any like closing thoughts or like shout outs you wanna do you wanna give or any more advice before we wrap this up? Um I just wanna say thanks to everyone
1: that's kind of helped us in the past and yeah. and all the guys that work with us right now, you know, like it's been a fun roller coaster ride, you know. Like, definitely, you're gonna get your highs and you're gonna get your lows, and it's just that's just life, you know. Yeah. Like, you're gonna run into trains and you'd be like, "Oh damn, that thing hit me!" But <laughs> at the same time, you just gotta overcome it. Yeah,
0: and that's yeah. usually what like shapes somebody, mm-hmm. obviously. And
1: yeah, I think yeah, I read somewhere um, when when if you're not running into hurdles. And you're not really even trying. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, man. You know, because you you got to run into these hurdles. Yeah, or else it's just like the same old mm-hmm. thing all the time. Same old thing. No you're not getting. Yeah. No progression. You got. It. You can't give up.
0: Basically. Yeah, man. Yeah. Some good words. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, Sorry, man. We did this fast. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. I dude. This has been fun, man. I'm in fact really glad we finally got the chance to do this, and um, you I know, mean, I'm I'm sure this will be like very like, you know inspiring and uh, uh, I think people will be able to take a lot from this which is which cool. is cool man yeah but yeah man again thanks dude uh, this has been uh, Christian Loza with House on Podcast and this has been Mark Arsenal. cool thanks Thank you. man appreciate it
1: yep cool man that's awesome man. yeah that was that's awesome, awesome.